It's Golden Hour Adventure Time, featuring everyday people doing extraordinary things. From the peaks of victory to the valleys of defeat, these are their stories. Now, from the back of the pack, your hosts, Justin and Robbie. Welcome to Golden Hour Adventures. Today we have a really exciting guest. Uh, we have an, uh, another ultra runner, of course, but uh, you're going to get a kick out of this one. So welcome to the podcast, Mike. Hey, guys. It's an honor. I appreciate this. Absolutely. As we were uh, starting up our Zoom, me and Mike uh, realized we're wearing the same shirt, our Black Canyon <laughs> shirt. So we're already we're already uh, uh, twins here. We're going to have a good good conversation. So how you doing, Mike? Awesome. Awesome. How are you guys? Snow's melting in Alaska, South Dakota. (laughs) Snow is melting and I'm so thankful for that. It's just, it's been a long, long winter. So anytime I can get uh, some reprieve from some snow, I'm definitely going to take it. (laughs) But anyways, let's, uh, let's hear a little bit about yourself. How did you get into running? Probably the typical story, though, that kid wants, that wants to letter, you know, couldn't cut as a football player. Um, I, I mean, I, I did all the, the 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 sports that everybody else wanted to do back to basketball and football and all that. And going into my sophomore year in high school, I actually broke my arm playing soccer when soccer was finally taken off. I tried to go up against a guy that was about twice the size of me, and I I broke my arm at Sioux, <laughs> at, at Sioux Park right here in Rapid City. I, I I grew up in Spearfish, but I broke my arm at Sioux Park playing soccer, and I couldn't I couldn't go up for football, so I said, Screw "I'll join the." Cross country team, and I heard it was an easy way to letter. Um, and and I, I was I was okay. I was average, and I was even average my junior year. Um, interesting story about my juniors. We had a new coach, um, and his the you know they hired the shop teacher to coach cross country that year. So his the first cross-country meet he ever ever saw in his entire life he coached he was like a sprinter in high school but he decided to coach cross-country just for the extra income you know young family and all that and that guy became a hall of fame coach in south dakota he he wanted to move into rapid city and and coaching having 20 state championships and all kinds of crazy stuff but he was my he was my coach in in, uh in high school and so he kind of we kind of learned along the way but uh I was pretty average um getting out of my and I got I hung out with some some guys that probably my mom wished I hadn't to hang out with and I got in a little bit of trouble here and there even got suspended from school once or twice and, <laughs> and going getting out of my uh junior year my coach he, he hooked me up with in Spearfish there's a, a college there Black Hill State and he hooked me up with someone college guys some guys that were basically just finishing up their careers but they're you just they, they for some reason they decide yeah we'll run with your your the kid this kid going into his senior year this, this summer and I ran with those guys every day all summer they even took me to a few road races back in the day and I even a couple trail races believe it or not Mystic Mountain back in the 70s late early I mean I think in 1979 that I ran that um which is, and Mystic Mountain is still going on. I don't know if either of you two have ever ran it, but it's a cool I did, event. yeah. I ran Mystic last year. Yeah, yeah we cool both event. ran it last year. Oh, that's yep. right. We did, yeah. 1979, I ran that. Um, so I ran those guys all summer and got pretty good. And and they it was pretty, I mean, just got in shape. 
and had a, a m much better high school. I mean, my senior year, I was, it was a huge improvement. I, I did very well, uh, placed high at state and won a couple big races and all that stuff. So, and, but I just, I just, just learned to love running and just, I was a high, crazy high school kid that was running 70, 80, 100 mile weeks, you know, which was kind of stupid back in the day, but, um, <laughs> that's but a lot of miles it. for a high school kid. It, it was. Um, so I, I don't know if you guys ever ran back then, but I think my fastest 800 was 210, which isn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> for a non-speed um, guy as myself, I think a 210 would probably be pretty good for me. Right it's, now. It'd be really <laughs> good now, but back then it was, yeah, it wasn't very good. So, um, I just never developed any speed, but, uh, but I, so I, I was decent cross country and not very decent in track and decided to go to Black Hill State. It was um, the, the coach asked me to go there and um, and it was hometown and, and just the relationships I built with those guys that were alumni and stuff like that. So at, a, at, a, at an average college career, uh, we were a good team, but I was kind of I was just average. It was um but I, I could always do really good in the long workouts, but this, this, the races, my, my buddies would always kick my ass in the races, but in the long workouts, the 10 <laughs> miles and stuff, I could run with them pretty good. But uh, uh ran a marathon right out of college. Like in May, well, I graduated in December of 85, which is, you guys weren't even born yet, probably. Um, were you? Were you born yet, Robbie? Yeah. No, you seven, weren't born yet. 78. I, you weren't born in 78, were you? Yep. <laughs> oh I definitely was not. I thought, Robbie, I thought you were a lot younger than that. Good for you, man. Um, uh, you know, uh, did a, ran a marathon in 87. Uh, kids in career basically stopped running in probably 1990. You know, just all, all everything else kind of took off work and, and raising my kids and were you a casual oh, runner or was it just a hundred percent stop? I tried. I th it seems like I remember you'd kind of start, you'd run for a couple of weeks and you're done. So I think 90, it was when I really stopped training regularly. 93, it seems like I, I ran a month or two and maybe in 2002 for a couple of weeks, you know, so, I mean, so was you like, had, a, you had a 15, 15 year span of, I, pretty I, steady running and then stand uh, the 78 to 87 was that i wouldn't consider anything steady after 87 it was okay. very minimal um and then kind of in uh, 2013 we had we we'd been out in utah for several years for my job um moved back here in 13 my kids were kind of on their way into their own things. I looked in the mirror and said, holy shit, I weighed and jumped on the scale and I weighed 200 pounds in like November of November of 13. Um, joined a gym, stopped drinking beer for a little while, um, stopped eating chicken wings and french fries for a little while, lost a bunch of weight in the spring, decided, man, I think I can start running again, you know, and that's, you know, just ran, got hurt, ran, got hurt. I think it's typical. Um, saw something on Facebook in like September, whatever it was. There's a trail race. It wasn't too far from my house. I said, I'm going to go try this thing. You know, sounds kind of fun. Um, 
he was out on Victoria Lake Road. What was it called? The Thunder Run. If you guys, I don't think you guys have ever seen that one. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Dan Berkey was there. Most people know who Dan is. I, I remember Dan from back in Spearfish from 40 years earlier. Um, chatted, got my ass kicked in that trail race, and but I was hooked on the trails right then. And just kind of, I don't know, been kind of running ever since. But what's your what was your normal running weight compared to what you've stepped on the scale and kind of were scared about? Oh wait, normal running weight now or back? Well, just a weight that you feel you feel comfortable, like you know, just to give some some reference when you were when you were two hundred pounds. Oh, I got down to one fifty five. Got down to one fifty five. Yeah, and that's kind of my fight, my racing weight now. You know, <laughs> you almost said you're fighting weight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you just feel. I think that's where I feel my best. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's been a cold, crappy winter, so I put on a few pounds this winter, but I'll take them off again. So <laughs> I think I think everybody does over the winter, yeah. just go in hibernation. <laughs> yep, yep. But yeah, that's kind of the running thing. I mean, it just kind of evolved from 13. You know, you I didn't think much about trail. I mean, it was just it was just God. It just it was just nice to run again, you know, and get up early in the morning. That was kind of my pre pre work. Deal. I did, did, did several half marathons and a, a couple marathons. I I my I ran the name. I remember this. 1987 was my first marathon. 2017 was my second. So 30 years okay. <laughs> separated my two my first two marathons. And what uh, what marathons were those? They had the Black Hills Marathon in 1987, and then I did um. What's the one? Sundance to Spearfish. Okay. Have you done that, Justin? Uh, no, I did um, Leading Ladies Half. Okay. Kind of the same course, the I guess. Yeah. In that same area. Yep. Um, ran that. Did Boston in 18 or 19, I guess. But just they that they had that trail series here in, in the hills that I know you guys have both been part of. And, and I just, man, I just love the trails. But... Uh, I, I got pretty good on the on the half marathon. I was pretty decent speed and um, ran ran the lean horse a couple times, twenty miler there. Um, Black Hills. I was trying to think. I got my. Uh, you pulled up your ultra side up. I did. Yeah. So <laughs> lean horse in 2016. I ran lean horse twenty mile, thirty k. And then in 17, I did the 30K at Black Hills. And, you know, that was in 17. My first real ultra was in April of 18. I ran one in Colorado, or not Colorado, California, and got my ass ripped. Jeez, it was hard. It so when, <laughs> how old were you in, in 2013 when you started getting back into running? uh 50 50 okay yeah. and then i didn't run actually i wasn't able to run until 14 so i was actually 20 51 but um, okay yeah so well i hadn't turned 50 never mind 50 we'll just stick with 50 <laughs> so you didn't really you didn't run your first ultra until you were fit, over 55 i was 55 yeah that's that's pretty incredible yeah and then you've been yeah. shredding the trail ever since <laughs> i am so hooked how did your uh, how did your first ultra go? That was in California. It's called the Leona Divide 50K. And keep in mind that it was in 2018. I was 
pretty, I was getting pretty good in the half marathons. I think in 2018 and 19, I ran probably six sub 130 halves. Wow. With like a 122 on um, up in Deadwood, which of course it's downhill. But I ran a couple 124s on the flats, which is I think is pretty good for a 55 year old, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> That's good um, for most people. Um, so, you know, so you try to equate, equate that to running a, 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 an ultra and that, that, that gets your ass in trouble. So, um, <laughs> showed up in that Lake uh, Leona divide. It's in California, just North of LA. Um, and, and, and of course the trails out there are just they're so smooth and just all that. So you go out and, and I'm just, I'm, I'm cruising, you know, of course there's just a shit pile of people and you, you're supposed to turn at a certain spot and come back and do another loop and whatever to your 50 K and I'm cruising along. And I, I, I remember going, we were cruising down, we we're just running down this trail and all of a sudden my watch goes up and I ran like a six thirty at mile eight. And I said, well, that's pretty fast. You know? <laughs> um, well, somehow I missed the turn. It, well, I got, I got, I just, you keep going, you keep going all of a sudden, you get to a turn, it's time to turn around. Hey, where's my drop bag? Well, what race you in? The 50K. Oh, the 50K, you're supposed to turn around back there like six, eight miles. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I was in the, all of a sudden, I was on the 50 mile race. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So no drop bag and I'm ran further than I was supposed to. So, but you, you go back through the same spot, you know, or no, well, actually, no, I didn't go back through my, where my, my drop bag was going to be in another spot, but you kind of, you kind of retrace and then you have, you do a little loop for the 50 K. So they said, I get to a spot and they're, well, you sir, you're just going to have to run the 50 miles. I said, there's no freaking way I'm going to run. <laughs> I'm in no condition for this. You know, of course, I, I, I remember pulling into one of the aid stations and my orange shirt is just white from sweat. You know, they mm -hmm. knew I was hurting. I was in bad shape. So they told me just to take this, you get to a one spot, you can actually kind of go back down where you came up and where you're supposed to, where you finished. And so I wound up running like 35 miles, you know, to get that ultra, but that was, yeah, that was, that was rough. That was rough. I learned to pay attention um, as far as maps and where the turnarounds were at and stuff like that after that. And of course not to go, still trying to figure out how not to go out too fast. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, uh, you learned a lot of life lessons on that one, didn't you? <laughs> oh, Jesus, crazy. Yeah, six thirty mile, mile eight. Yeah, yeah, but it was downhill. But yeah, it was just cruising. But yeah, where'd you cool. go from there? I did the Black Hills fifty miler just a couple months later. Um, Black Hills one hundred. It's right here in South Dakota. Most people know. That was your first hundred. That was my first fifty. Oh, okay. 50 the, the 50 I did the fifty miler in eighteen. Yeah, and that went pretty well. Of course, you ran, ran the Centennial a few times, and, and it's kind of a net down. I, it, it just went really well. I don't know why it went so well, but it did. Then a year later, you had learned. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember much about that. It just went really, really well. Like, because I've had some real tough ones since then, but I think it was just. Good timing. I do know that I, I I I ate honey almost the whole way. If you guys have ever used honey as far as a energy, 
and I haven't had honey since then. <laughs> Got your honey fix. Yeah, probably, tell should, you probably should consider it because I actually had a pretty good raise. But yeah, I heard something the other day on a podcast. They were talking about using sweet tea as, as I heard fuel. that. I listened to that same one today. I'll bet. Justin. Did, yeah, the yeah. adventure jogger. I, I thought I listened that was to that very on Friday too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, did. I was like I sweet tea. I'm like, but I'm uh, thinking yeah, about it, about, and it's like. You got caffeine, you got the hydration, you got the, the sugar for carbs. Like, I'm like, that actually probably could work really well. Yeah, I have a sweet a... tea story. I have a sweet tea story. So, oh, well, we're there. <laughs> Let's go for it. <laughs> uh, it's my most recent 100 miler. Um, so, I did, uh, you know, you just kind of get into it, but it wasn't I, in 18 and 19. I was still trying to figure out what kind of runner, what runner I wanted to be when I grew up, you know, because <laughs> I, I ran. That 50 miler, but then I I got I qualified for Boston, you know, and I got you gotta gotta do Boston if you're in notice. So I can I can take that off the check. I mean, I've I've done Boston, so and don't have a desire right now to ever go back. I mean, it was cool, cool event. It's cool the way they manage it and just the the atmosphere, but no desire to ever go back. Um so that was in April of 19, ran the 50k at Black Hills. Hey, hold on. Let's go back to let's go back a little a second. You okay. you you said you don't want to go back to Boston. What's what's the reasoning? Because you you see people no, go back no years and years. I have no desire right now. I yeah. have no desire. You just you did it once, and that that's kind of that's kind of yeah. it. But yeah, but there's I mean, nothing about the race or you know. No, just, the race was fantastic. The atmosphere was fantastic. It's it's expensive too. We were just talking about that before we. Got, that's that's so ambitious. Expensive too. I mean, rooms are <laughs> four four hundred bucks a night in a room. You know. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, but, but that's what we do, man. We spend money on crazy stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So did Boston in 19, the Black Hills 50K in 19. I was getting kind of banged up around then, some hamstring issues and just a knee issue and stuff like that. So 19 was kind of a weird year. Um, And then I'll, I wonder how that work in 19. I kind of got myself, got in decent shape, ran. Sorry, I'm just giving you a rundown of all this, but I, yeah, um, Arches, uh, 50K in, in Utah and Moab. Robbie, have you ran down there? You probably have in Moab. Yeah, I've run a lot in Moab. Yeah, I've run, I, it's it's easy to get to. And they, they have some really nice events, that I think, Justin's been down there too. Um, mm-hmm. Nice events in that early part of the year. So I ran the Arches Ultra 50K in January of 20. Well, you caught so it right went. before it shut down. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and I, I ran pretty fast. I think it was a little short, but it says my time was 432. Wow. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah. I was, yeah, I ran pretty, I was like 15th, which is pretty good for an old guy. Um, <laughs> um, and then, uh, you're right. Then shit hit the fan. Didn't do, <laughs> however, one, one person did have a race in July of 2020. So I've been there three years in a row now since then. And that was the one in Utah, the speed goat, which Justin, I've talked about a few times. I know Robbie's ran it too just a grueling mountain race that's just cool as shit um, <laughs> ran that in july of 20 
uh, speed go 50k that was one of the few that were that ran that year wasn't it very few yeah there were yeah i yeah i mean he pulled it off he pulled it off he uh, he kind of told people how you could do shit you know i thought it was kind of cool uh, mark and leslie warren did the same thing here in south dakota they ran they had their little stone man deal in august not too late after that you know wave starts or whatever we did I yeah can't remember. Um, um so i thought that was kind of cool so they yeah we I did that 50k and then i was i was after that i was truly hooked on trail mountain racing i was done with roads by then that was it i was july of 20 was like this is cool i'm doing this shit forever now you that's know until like until like the hard ones came out <laughs> yeah 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 and then in uh like i'm a do-it-yourself project guy um like in september of 20 i'm painting my house i'm painting my whole painting my house and i'm up on a ladder and all of a sudden i tweak my back next thing you know i can't hardly walk i can't support myself on my right leg i, I walk up my steps and i collapse i just it basically i messed up my back so bad that you couldn't put any weight on one leg in September of 20 and it's like kind of sucked got it finally got an MRI says I got um what do you call it stenosis of the spine which means your spinal cord is getting narrower and narrower and it's kind of putting pressure on the nerves you know that's what the MRI said I know a couple of dudes that have had that had surgeries um I got some family members that are in healthcare. They looked at the they looked at the MRI. They had other people. Yeah, you're gonna have to get surgery. By the time I got to the surgeon, who was gonna look at it four weeks after the MRI, I started being able to kind of walk normal again. Um, and he and that was like in early November. And he he goes, you know, if you're starting if it's starting to improve, we're not gonna do surgery. It's not worth it. You know, believe it or not, he said I was too young. Um, <laughs> um and then all of a sudden like by thanksgiving i was i was i said i think i can jog you know and uh, i remember running with terry hinn if you guys know terry and i ran was running like 945 pace and it was everything i had on the bike path you know flat as a freaking pancake but i was running and it was kind of cool and at that point i said i'm all in fuck it i am all in i am going for broke <laughs> until i can't I hired, a, I, I signed up for the Black Hills 100 that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you go I back hired, out for your first run. You're like, you know what? I'm going for 100. <laughs> fuck it. And I, I, hired a, I hired a coach. Um, I hired a PT. It's like, screw it. This is it, you know. Who was your coach? Anybody? Uh, yeah, Carl Meltzer. You guys know him. I, I think Robbie's ran for him before. The speed goat, you know. He's, yeah, he's pretty cool. Um, I think Robbie was under him for about five years, weren't you? Yeah, 2013 to 2019. Yep. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um, it just his personality and the way he coaches matches me perfectly. You know, he he eats hamburgers and drinks beer and swears and all the cool, all the same stuff I do. So. <laughs> So yeah, then I ran, golly, I ran uh, Moab again in February. Then I went down to the canyons, which they just had this weekend in Auburn. 
ran that hundred K, which is my first ever hundred K. That was, whew, that was hard. That's a, that's a breaker right there, isn't it? Yeah, that was really hard. I got really sick. Of course that, that was one of those, I went out really fast again and just really paid my dues the last half. Oh God, it was brutal. <laughs> and there's a climb you climb like four thousand feet in the last 10 miles you know and oh my gosh oh, it was God. it was ridiculous of course the first 50k you're smooth track and it's most of it's downhill and i think i went through the 50k in like five and a half hours and wow <laughs> yeah and then i wanted to finish in a 14 so you can just kind of tell what happened to the rest yeah. of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah you get wind burns with the people going by those last 10 miles. Oh my gosh. Dry heaving the last 10, which we've all been there. I'm maybe, maybe, maybe I'm the only person that's ever No, we definitely have been there. <laughs> <laughs> if you do the things we do, we've all been there. Yeah. But guy, you just, you just, you, you get done and you kind of say, I'm not doing this again. And then I did it anyway. Um, <laughs> Black Hills 100. Um, uh, June of 21. I know, Justin, that was your first one, too. It was, yep. Yeah, pretty cool. How did that go for you? It probably went as good as it could have for a first 100. Um, you know, my training, I was, pretty, I was, my training was good. I mean, we all spent a lot of time on the Centennial. I knew it like the back of my hand. Um, you know, I, I I did it. I did kind of come up with a saying after that race, though. I mean, you guys have heard the saying that. Um, well, Mike Tyson used to say everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Yep. My 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 saying after that one was everybody has a plan until they're they're puking at the fifty mile mark. You know? <laughs> <laughs> then everything's out the freaking window. <laughs> I didn't puke on that one. I I do I do know really? that I did not puke was, on that one. I'm not sure if I can say puke on this podcast, but I, oh, you can I might, say whatever you want. Say, <laughs> I might say it a few more times. So, yeah, I mean, I remember that event so well because it went really well all the way up there. Started feeling a little bit crappy dropping down into Silver City, you know, but um, but I had probably ate or drank for a little bit. I sat down in a chair, and somebody goes, "Oh, you got to try some of this broth. Everybody likes this broth." And, who was I to say no? And I took a couple sips of that broth and I lost it. I was just, it was pretty rough. Um, and what's cool about it is I had that event is I had some high school, my college, I had three college buddies that I ran with. They wanted to pace me. Um, and none of them were in really good shape. None of them had been running much, but these guys were all really incredible runners in their back in the day like the first guy that was going to pace me he's he's was he's like four or five years older than me and he's in minneapolis so he's but and he's been, he's been the only one that's been running a little bit you know um you know 20 miles a week and in the suburbs of minneapolis and and his when i'm sitting when i'm in that chair just puking my guts out his eyes are as big as the freaking moon that night just staring at me like what the hell did he get himself into you know he just like he didn't he didn't know what to do and this guy was i mean these this guy these guys were real runners back in the day i mean he was like a 219 marathon or 218 marathon he was wow. a freaking stud in the 90s you know um so anyway we get on we get going and he'd never really ran trails and it's dark and uh 
it didn't, it wouldn't have made a difference to my finish, but I actually had to wait for him <laughs> going through the ATV <laughs> section. <laughs> we get to the bottom of the ATV section. Well, I get to the bottom and I have to wait for him to catch up, you know, and he ran with me all the way to maybe 20 miles out of there. He ran the first time. So to Nemo, to Nemo, he ran to oh, Nemo. To Nemo. Yeah. Then the next, my next guy, he was going to run with me from Nemo to Elk Creek, which is about 11 miles, right? Mm -hmm. 12 yeah does that sound right yeah it's yeah, about oh, yeah yeah and this guy won boulder boulder citizens a few times back in the 90s he wow. was good you ever heard of boulder boulder yeah it's a big yeah. road race in colorado and he was he was that kind of runner he was he could he's a 30 minute 10k back in the guy and he and he'd been jogging a little bit but he talks about in the middle of the night, I'd, I'd stop and go, Rob, this view is just incredible. And he's, and he, he'll go back and we'll talk about it. He goes, I couldn't see two feet in front of my fucking face. And he's telling me how great the view is, you know? And, <laughs> but because it is, it's so pretty out there, especially that's, well, that from Nemo in is a great stretch of the centennial, I think. Just incredible. But, and then he ran, so he made it to that, and, you know. Um, and then Timmy, my, my buddy from Gillette, um mr he was just super 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 competitive in college i mean hardly trained but he could still run any distance just as fast as anybody and then he liked to get in fights in the bars too and that was always fun but super competitive that is his personality <laughs> so we're he's pushing it he's pushing it. i mean dude i'm dead we're starting we're at elk creek we got what 20 miles to go and he's pushing it's like dude, just slow down let's enjoy this and and, but I also said, you got to pay attention. You're going to fall. You're going to fall. And oh, I'm not going to fall. Bullshit. And I said, so I made him carry some handhelds just because I was worried he was going to fall. <laughs> and sure enough, he did. But he, instead of hanging onto the handhelds, he'd kind of throw them as he fell. And just by the time we got to um, Alkali, he was a bloody mess. You know, hands were all ripped up and knees were all ripped up. But, and he was dead too because he just didn't want it, I think. But he'd pushed it. He was he just I don't think he'd ran a step for 10 years. And he's and he but he got me from Elk Creek to Alkaline. We just 40-year-old friendships and, and it's it's just a cool memory to, to do that with Timmy. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And then one of my daughters, he took me, took me home from Alkaline, which was a lot of fun. You get to a point, you guys have both done it. My daughter was like, because you're walking a lot, you're, mm -hmm. you're just moving and she goes okay dad we're gonna run to this tree we're gonna run to this tree. <laughs> and that's kind of how she got me home but after a while i, I kind of told her to fuck those trees i wasn't doing it <laughs> we we made it so and that was it that was just a great experience but that's, that, that's such a cool event too such it's kind of off the radar for a lot of folks incredible trail i don't Robbie's probably ran enough trails. How would you compare the Centennial to compared to like your Utah and Colorado stuff? Uh, it's it's pretty technical. I mean, yeah, compared to you know the Colorado and Utah trails, uh, yeah, not as you know, not as big climbs as I'm used to in Utah, right. and Colorado. But it's right. just rollers the whole time, you know. Yeah, there's not a lot of reprieve. It's unfor to it. unforgiving. Yeah. Very unforgiving. Yeah. I well, some people I've called it relentless, and I know it wasn't something I coined. I think I read it somewhere, but it's just a relentless trail. But yeah. But that's a cool one. So that was my first hundred. That was Justin's too. You caught the bug after that because I know I did. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. 
and that was a cool year because that was the 10th anniversary of that race too so we get we got that special buckle and everything i didn't realize that yeah, the cool, X huh? behind the the X behind the skull yeah. with the the ten yeah. year. Okay. It, yeah, it does have that on there, and the yeah. shirt does too. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that I got my skull that year too. So that I mean, oh. that was the big deal for me because that was I, I finished up and got the skull. Nice. Yeah. Um. I, I, you know, then I ran the speed goat again a month later and and did really well in it for just running a hundred miler. I mean. I did really well um, for my age and all that stuff. <laughs> I'm glad you could uh, run because I couldn't run for months after that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was down for the scout. Yeah. Then I didn't really race. I didn't race again until January of 22, a year ago. And then in 22, I ran six ultras. <laughs> oh, wow. And dropped, well, and dropped out of one of them. Well, that actually, that would have been seven for dropped out. Which one um, was it that you dropped out of? Wasatch. Oh, I dropped out of one in um, the fall of 21, the Cuyamaca in San Diego. Oh, okay. Yep. 100K. Justin, you and I were both having feet problems that summer. I was, yeah. And by the time I got to San Diego, that one foot, I just could hardly stand it. And then I just pushed out and said, screw it, let's go have dinner, honey. So I just pulled out at the halfway mark and we went and had a nice dinner in San Diego. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway. What was your next hundred? Uh Wasatch. So we ran that we um did speed go well 22. Um did a, a 50. I actually did a couple 50 milers in this early 22. We did one in Moab and then I did the Antelope Island 50 miler. Um did this. I, and I was good. I well, Justin, we, you know, we we did the Bighorn. Yep. You did the Bighorn. Um, I dropped out at thirty miles. That's that's probably the most learning. I'm just rambling here, guys. Hope that's okay. No, it's all um, good. This is what spoke like. <laughs> I learned more in that race than probably every race up until that point. Um, what what happened? What what went wrong in it? Well, you get a little cocky, you know, I ran a couple good 50 milers. I already had a hundred miler under my belt and I thought, okay. So I go in there thinking I want I'm going to run sub 30 at Bighorn, which is fucking crazy in itself. Um, <laughs> so that was the goal, run sub 30. I had my daughter and my wife, they were going to crew me. Um, so I had my, I, you know, you got your little spreadsheet. I'm going to be here at this time, be here at this time, have this ready, have this ready, have this ready. And then all of a sudden, you know, and, and Justin knows it was hotter than heck that day. Um, a nice climb. It's beautiful. And I got hooked up with a buddy from Sheridan. I got a friend that lives over in Sheridan that's ran that several times and ran that course, you know, and I caught up to him right at about the 13-mile mark. And, you know, and that's – you climb quite a bit till 13. And it didn't kind of roll after that, Justin? Yeah, but, it reminded me of the hills, that, that middle – Middle section is just rollers and yeah, just rollers. But you're, it was and, exposed and it was hot. Yep. And I in the end, Chris goes, hey, "This is when we can really open it up and get rolling." And who was oh. I to say no? It's <laughs> freaking stupid. I should have just ran my own race, you know. Get coming, coming out, and then I start. You start feeling sorry for yourself. I'm looking at my watch, looking at my potential splits, 
thinking about, man, my wife and daughter are going to be out here forever. All this just mind fuck after mind fuck, you know. Um, then you start making that descent down to Sally's. Mm-hmm. And and I and the mistake was I had a phone signal. <laughs> and, and it was kind of junky and techy and maybe a little bit muddy. And I said, there's no way I'm going to do this. I, I called my wife, which is a big mistake. I wish I hadn't called her, but too late now um come get me and somehow they found me because that aid station is not easy to get to no and i never <laughs> gave i never gave i never gave them directions to that aid station oh, my, no. plan was, my plan was to meet him at jaws you know at the turnaround yeah. um so i sat down there feeling sorry for myself because i knew it was going to be a while um i watched paul chisholm come in you guys know paul yep Local guy. Paul hadn't been hardly training at all. Paul's a very good runner, very smart smart runner. And I watched him come in. Paul dinked around for probably 20 minutes, just chilling, just kind of eating, hanging out, drinking, you know. I might even took his shoes off and got a foot rub. Who knows? He was just chilling. That's like, he's got, but he told me going in when I bumped into him, says, I am in no condition to do this. I'm just finishing it. And that's exactly what Paul did. But he just, just, I mean, I learned to what that it's like that's what you got to do if you're if you're if you're losing it you're 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 going south just stop get your crap together and then get going after that but it just it was a mind thing for me i was going to finish in 30 hours i was worried about my family so boom i just hiked myself down the trail i saw justin's dad there and his crew waiting for you mm-hmm. um he said sayonara you know went back to sheridan had a couple beers went home the next morning i think but yeah, but what, I learned what, a lot just by watching those people coming in and out of that aid station. Then you just reading your story and and Justin Kinnear's story because what he went through, Kinner, yeah, yeah, you guys, Heiner, are, I think, yeah, yeah, um, he's out of Casper. The stories and how you how you guys just persevered and pounded through it and just kept moving. It's like this is that's what it's got to be. That's the way it's got to be. If you're gonna well, I mean, you know. I, you know, I, it, it's hard because you get in that mental state, but I, I've listened to so many podcasts and everyone that I've listened to just says a lot can be fixed by food and time. Yes. And, and it was, it was tough, but when I came into mile 30, I was throwing up. I was, I was not in any, in any state to leave, but right, right. Uh, my pacer that was supposed to pace from jaws was like, he's in a bad spot. Let's I'm jumping in now. And so like he saved my race because yep. that was he, Chris, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. He kept yep. telling me, Hey, you need to eat. You need to keep moving, keep moving. You need to eat. Like my legs were swelling up. I was just like, I was in a bad state, but by the time it took forever to get to jaws, I think it was 17 and a half hours to get to jaws. But by the time I got there, I felt great. Yeah. And I turned yeah. around and I, a negative split the rest of the race. That's but it awesome. just it took time, well stories so. like you you and the other justin just incredible stories watching paul's like i'm never not i'm never dropping out of another one of these freaking things again even if i <laughs> that's that's just the deal that's that's it's never gonna happen they're gonna have to they're gonna have to drag my carcass off the course is kind of what i'm thinking now so um and you know i talked to you that next week um you were pacing the black hills and and that helped me too what, and you said yeah, that you were just so inspired by that that guy you were pacing. Yeah, between that and then um, I paced a kid that hardly trained at all, 
the last 30 miles of that and just just getting him through it and what we did you know keeping him moving and messing with his head a little bit and telling stories and uh yeah i was i was very he inspired me that just yeah and what he went through and that 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 was that was a tough tough year last year for black hills with the rain and how cold it was and mm-hmm. what they did but yeah that was yeah two weeks that just that that stuff just changed my whole mindset on these hundreds so so then I went to, um, I ran the Wasatch 100, which is a, kind of a tough one. They say it's one of the harder ones in the country. It's in Utah. And I finished it. <laughs> I, uh, I got to 30, I got to 30 miles. And it's hot and it's kind of exposed, but some big, big, huge climbs, really similar to, um, similar to Bighorn. I mean, you climb like, 4,000 feet in the first six miles or some crazy thing. It was just nuts. Um, then it's rollers and some big climbs and big descents, and but it's kind of exposed. And I get to 30 miles, and for whatever reason, that Dr. Pepper my wife had sitting there for me, I decided to chug that thing, 20-ounce bottle of Dr. Pepper. I got about a quarter mile up the hill and just puked that Dr. Pepper up. <laughs> everywhere and i couldn't keep i couldn't take anything then i was in i was in trouble and i was at 30 miles that but that the guy from sheridan chris same guy that got me into trouble in bighorn he's he's there we're running together and i said chris you just got to go man you got to go because there's no way so he took off um i basically walked from mile 30 to mile 42 or walked or 18 19 minute miles and it was not hard terrain it wasn't like we were running big steep hills up or down because i was in a bad spot i got to mile 42 there's the highway right there I said man i could i could pick up a ride pretty easy right there all that stuff's going through your head mm-hmm. um, sat underneath that tent watch those people coming in they had sweet tea at that aid station I, I think there's a gallon of it. I think I drank that whole gallon. Well, what I didn't drink, I stuck it. What I didn't drink, I stuck in my water. It tasted so freaking good. It was cold and it was sweet. And just, it was so good. I, 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 I drank it. I think I was in that aid station for 40 or 45 minutes. Watched a few people. Got out of there. Started walking. Okay, so um, the next big aid station where your crew is going to be is at mile 48. Um, so that's where my wife and my daughter were going to be. I figured, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to get to the next aid station. That's kind of, as you guys know, I mean, it's kind of what it turns into that. Okay. I'm just going to get to the next spot. I'm going to get to the next spot. That's how I'm going to finish this thing, but I'm going to get to them and see how it goes. I get about a half mile down from that uh, aid station, mile 42. And I puke up all that sweet tea. I just ate or drank it. Oh my gosh. But Well, it seemed like it. But all of a sudden, you start feeling good. I said, all of a sudden, I start feeling good. I even had, even had sweet tea in one of my um, water bottles. Drinking on that, drinking water. And all of a sudden, I started walking faster. Next thing I could jog. Next thing you know, by the time I got to mile 48, I was running 11, 12-minute miles again. It's like you, you come out of it just like all the podcasts and all the crap you hear, you know, you, you, you do. There's, I got that second wind. It was unbelievable. It's tough though, in like, there. once you're in their head like that, though, it's, it's hard oh. to get out of your head. 
it was dark, man. It was dark. But then when I started, <laughs> I started catching all these people that were passing me at that aid station, you know, and cheering, oh, good job, good job. You'll be okay. You know, and you're cussing at them underneath your breath. But, <laughs> but I start passing them back and then I'm saying good job to them, you know. Yeah. Um, I get into mile 48. There's my wife and daughter and they're kind of worried about me because they knew I'd it taken me a long time to get from mile 30 to mile 48. I should go back and look at that sometime. 18 miles. Who knows how long that sucker took. Um, start getting cold, grab some clothes, ate some real food. And the next 20 miles, Robbie, I don't know if you've ever ran that section from the interstate aid station all the way up to Brighton. It's like a 20 mile section. It's a pretty popular route. What's that? Oh, is that from Lambs Canyon? Lambs. Perfect. Yep. Lambs up to Brighton. I've ran sections, but I haven't ran from Lambs, but I've ran all over there from Brighton and all over there. Yeah, it's like 20, 20, 21 miles, about 4,000 feet of climbing. I freaking crushed that section. I passed like 50 people. I mean, you're still only running 15, 16, 17 minute miles or whatever, but I, I just... It was dark and I was just cruising and and I was pretty proud of that 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 time because <laughs> I came back, you know, I came back just like everybody, you know, what what is what's what's possible. So uh, and then uh but by that was my at about mile sixty, I caught up to Chris, the guy from Sheridan, he goes, Mike holy shit what are you doing he, he thought i died you know because <laughs> yeah. he was a long ways ahead of me at mile 48 so I, I made up a lot of ground and caught him at mile 60 so then we ran from mile 60 to basically through brighton which was mile 70 and then some really nasty stuff from 70 to 90 um that was a grind in the dark and cold but um and then at 90 you know it gets pretty kind of a downhill and pretty flowy and Chris was feeling pretty good. So he took off, but, and then my daughter ran the last eight miles with me, but. Oh man, I can't, I want to do that. I'm doing that one again, but. Um, yeah. I heard it's beautiful out there. I learned many, a lot. How many times have, did you put in for the lottery before you got into Wasatch? <laughs> First time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, what yeah, I mean, last last year, Robbie, I got into Bighorn and Wasatch in the same year. You know, of course, I didn't finish Bighorn, but who does that? You know, and who's stupid <laughs> enough to sign up for both of them? Um, but I got that's, in. That's one that I think I think I I always tell people I think Bighorn's kind of a a sleeper race. You know, it's not it's not one that's on a lot of radars. No, no, but yeah. you, uh, I listened to. AJW today, and he that's one of his favorite races. And there was somebody else I listened to that loves that race too. That's a big time ultra guy that's kind of older, you know, now. But um, I was out there in 21, um, pacing someone at Bighorn, and I met AJW. He was running it. Yep. That might, yep. yeah. I listened to him a little bit today. Um, so that was that's 100, and I'm going to run it again this year. So, and you're running uh i saw you running black hills again this year yep yep yeah you, after uh, wasatch oh after wasatch i ran a 50k over by sioux falls like a month after that october 22nd smoked yeah, it which one. really surprised me but it's that's not a fun very, race yeah 
it's a fast course. And I ran way faster than I thought I would. And then I ran a 60K in Colorado in November. <laughs> so I ran like four races. <laughs> From July 22nd to November 12th, I ran the Speed Goat, the Wasatch 100 Miler, Glacier Hills, and the Kessel Run. So, yeah, it's wow. kind of... I think that's probably why I still feel like shit. But <laughs> then, then a few of us ran. A few of us locals went down and ran Black Canyons. Black Canyon a couple months ago. You ran the hundred K down there. Yeah, yeah. How'd you like that one? I liked it a lot. Um, I'd like to do that again. Um, I think it was very well organized. It was a really neat course. Um, a lot harder than what what you assumed it would be way more technical even though when i went back and looked at some of the reviews it said it was technical and i just didn't believe them i guess but, those uh, rocks are what got me man my feet oh, shit. tore up the next day oh yeah and i just yeah. ran the 60k well i just quotations but <laughs> the, yeah <laughs> well, my feet were tore up and justin they got rockier after that spot did it yeah i mean and those cactuses are freaking huge down there I, I, you're cruising along and all of a sudden you stumble and you take those three or four steps trying to catch you, and those cactuses are coming at you. It's like son of a bitch. I, I never, luckily, about... never got into them, but I ran into so many people that just like fell into them. Or oh my god, that would have ended it for me because they were they were larger <laughs> than life when you're tripping. They're yeah. huge. Yeah, but I that like that cool, race. It's a cool spot. My, I'm having. I got a couple little things bugging me, and it's kind of affected my downhill ability a little bit. It's slowing me down on the downhills, but which is no big deal. Um, so that kind of that was. I was kind of hard the last ten miles of that because of that. But um, but I think I thought it was a cool, cool race. Logistics were easy. It's not that expensive. Get to Arizona. I mean, you know, it's huge. Was there nine hundred people in the thing or something? Yeah, it's a big race. I think it's like the largest 100K in, in America or one of the, sure, one of the I'm biggest. Sure. It's going to be, I'm sure. But, and I'd like, I'd like to do that again. It's a good time of the year to do one like that. And it's a qualifier. I think just tonight, you and I have the same one it's on our, both of our lists. We both want to get into Western States. So. Yeah. How many tickets you got? Uh, three now. Okay. So you so, got one more on me. I got two. Yeah, because um, the well, canyons be my second in, year. The canyons was twenty one. I got that one, and then I got Wasatch in twenty two. I've already got Black Canyon for twenty three, so I got three, I guess. Okay, yeah. So you should have four entries, I think, because that's way yeah, because it doubles every year that you so four yeah in, yeah uh, go to four, I guess yeah. yeah. Hopefully, no. Last year they they drew a lot of two ticket and four tickets, so. Never know. Wouldn't it be cool if a bunch of us got in at the same time? Because it would be neat. Just knowing somebody, I, I, I uh, all as far as I know, there's only been one person from South Dakota that's ran west. Really, it's a gal from Sioux Falls. Can't Andy, might be her. No, no, I don't she think she's ran. Show, right? It wasn't her. Somebody mm -hmm. else. There's somebody else, and it wasn't yeah, in the last, it. just in the last couple of years. Oh, okay that's that's why because i like to go through the results and all that garbage so yeah i'm i'm kind of i'd be kind of scared to get into western living up here in alaska because the the heat training is what would get me but once once the trail's clear i'll i'll have the elevation but not the not the heat <laughs> it'd be kind of scary how can well i i don't i know 
I don't even know if we could simulate it here. Yeah. I, I don't know. It'd be a fun race. I'm definitely, I'll, I'll accept it if I get in, but it'll, you know, I'm hoping that oh, be, four, four or five years from now would be it, ideal yeah. for me. It'll be epic. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of like, and then who knows what I'll do after that. Who knows well, I, I, uh, I got, my plan is to do Western and then shoot for UTMB. Nice. So then I'll focus, then I'll focus on UTMB stones to get in. So I don't know if you saw, but they changed the the index to make it a little bit easier for people. So I'm already in, I've already, I don't have any stones, but I've already qualified my index for the triple C, which is the hundred K just off of other races. That, that's, that intrigues me. But yeah, it, it's again. a weird, it's a weird system, but I, I think that the race and the environment is, is so cool. It's, oh gosh, when I hear and talk to people. Um, people have actually done it it's you're just treated like rock stars it's just and and it's it's a tough course yeah but you get so much time to do it and it's you know and like every aid station i heard is just a it's not necessarily you know it's a european race so it's different style but it's like you know they have buffets it's like you're going into a cafe when you're when you're going (laughs) in so it's not like a party in the u.s where they have music blaring and cooking bacon and pancakes it's it's a little different but yeah, I just, I think it would be such a neat environment. So, you know, I'm going to start chasing it after I get done with Western. So maybe That's, in 12 years, I'll run UTMB. <laughs> nice. Oh, well, hopefully we can still run in 12 years. Maybe that would be my goal. <laughs> um, yeah. What you got coming up this year? Uh, Wasatch. Well, no, I, well, Black Hills is in, a, in June and Black Hills 100 and then Wasatch in September. I, What's the goal I did for not, the Black Hills? Pardon me. What's the goal? Oh, finish. Okay. <laughs> no sub twenty four. No. Well, I'm not saying that. No. <laughs> Get to Dalton. That's what everybody tells you. Get to Dalton and just go yep. from there. But um, um, no. But it would it. Justin, it's kind of Robbie. You you've ran a couple hundreds, haven't you? Yeah, Pocatello, I think you said. Yeah, Scout Mountain was my you, last one. Did you have a crew or pacers? Did you do a solo or would you do? I ran, I had one crew. Uh, I didn't meet him till mile 60 something. Okay. Then, then he, he raced you? No, he ran the last 20 something miles with me. Okay. And Justin, you've had crew and pacers for years. I, keep, I have, yeah. I never, I don't, I've done a couple 50 milers without crew and 50Ks, of course, just because of some like. Yeah, I did. A fi- I've done 50 miler without crew. I think a 50 miler can do without crew for sure. Yeah. Leaving off aid stations I, I, and I, drop I, bags. I obviously want to keep my wife involved because I think she likes it anyway. She just likes giving me orders and stuff. But, um, <laughs> but I'd like to. I'd like to to do a hundred with and not have to worry about pacers, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that Wasatch was kind of that way because I didn't really. I well, my daughter ran the last eight with me or whatever, but um, just to kind of do it self, you know, you're just doing it for you. But the social part of it's so much fun too. <laughs> you know, it having, is. It, it is, and and like I said earlier, you know, my pacer wasn't just a pacer; like he 
saved my race. Oh yeah. You know, if I'd have ran that by myself, I I wouldn't have made the cutoff. I know I would have gotten my little pity party and got in my head and I wouldn't yep. have made it. So, you know, it wasn't necessarily him, you know, pacing me because we we walked that entire 18 miles up, but he was there he and ensured that I was moving, ensured I was eating. I mean, I was gagging on every single thing I was eating. I never threw up again, but yeah, he he kept me alive. <laughs> That's what yeah. I you know, and I owe a lot to him. So uh, there's a lot to that. There's a lot to that. And I know I've got a couple of friends that have volunteered to help at Black Hills. And maybe I should just let them, you know, because I do the social part of it's so cool. It's so cool. You letting uh, Carl get in your head there? <laughs> What's that? No. You letting Carl get in your head with uh, no crew and pacers? Oh, no. No. He's, a, he's no, no, not at all. That's no. I, I'm more about like, I just, I don't, I actually, and I got to get over it. I felt pressure by knowing somebody's waiting for me, you know? Yeah. Um, especially with the big horn. Oh, I left my pacer at the big horn. Yeah. From Sally's to dry fork. I left my pacer multiple times. They had to catch up. I felt nice. good and I kept going. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to yep. wait. And you hear that all the time. Like, this is your oh, race. Yeah. This is theirs. Leave them. Yeah. Yeah. Either they'll catch up or they'll get picked up somewhere else. And so, yep. you know, like that's just how it was. I left them. <laughs> well, that's what my, that's what they don't my let me tell the story very much, but it, it, it happened. That's awesome. But that's what my crew said. It said, don't worry about us. Just run your race. We'll be fine. We'll be here when you get here, you know, because I was thinking about them too much, but being out there for too long, but yeah. So yeah, Wasatch and Black Hills this year. Hopefully, nice. maybe, maybe something in between. Maybe not. We'll be out at Black there. Hills. Yep, I saw that. That'll be cool. Yeah. Are, who are, you, are you helping somebody? Are you running a, a disc? Possibly. They haven't signed up yet, so we're still kind of waiting to see if they're going to sign up. Uh, if they don't, I might do like the 30K or something like that. I don't think I'll do anything big, but um because I'm I'm pacing Black or uh, Bighorn the weekend before, so helping Alex, uh, Chris. So Chris yep. Meredith, yeah, he's doing the hundred. Yep, nice. Yep, he's doing his first one. So nice. Um, Robbie's gonna pace Alex, I think, and then I'm gonna do Chris. Nice. So yeah, I don't have any. You know. If if I don't end up helping out at Black Hills, I'll pick somebody and you know, you're there's always somebody out there that you can help or um and then Golden Hour Ventures isn't actually a, a sponsor for the race this year. So we're Black Hills? Little, yep. We're gonna have a little nice. booth set up out there and just doing like as people cross the finish line, if they want to jump on the podcast for a couple minutes and we're just gonna be doing live from the live from the race. So it'll be kind of cool just to watch people come through. We're gonna I think we're gonna be out there for the last two hours so it'll be kind of neat that'll be cool have you ever considered so, doing a 200 or what you know i'm at a point in my life where i'm never gonna say never <laughs> <laughs> i like that <laughs> right now it's like utmb and 200s they're really not on my radar but they're intriguing you know yeah um, yeah they're really intriguing. I do have a job and I take a lot of vacation for races, <laughs> which 
I don't know if my family always appreciates that, but um, <laughs> I got to balance that out a little more. But so, and I think a 200 would require a little bit more vacation time than a typical 50 miler would. <laughs> yeah, I think you have five <laughs> days of racing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm not saying never. I'm, my wife's not home to hear me say that, so I can get away with it. Um, no, they, they that intrigues me, but of course, everybody, it, it, we all. I mean, I. I know I'm part of the majority, but nutrition is the one that kicks my butt every time. And, mm-hmm. you know, getting that, getting that dialed in. So yeah, I can't imagine what it'd be like for 200 miles level, you know, but Black Canyon was the first race I've done over 50 miles where I didn't get sick until the finish line. So that was good. Hmm. So maybe I'm making some headway. Maybe go back to hunting. <laughs> maybe I should put that in the in the deal. Yeah. So with um you getting into ultras later in life, what could you tell someone or help someone with that's getting into them later in life? Later in life, what kind of advice could you give them? What what kind of um you know, how did you make the step and decide to ultras and what that's looked like for you? Well, I, I, the ultra is doing the, the actual event is just because I love to run. I would, even if there weren't any events, I think I'd still be out running the trails and just doing it because I just love it out there. That's that's just kind of like ice icing on the cake to actually show up and test test where you're at. But um, I guess the advice would be well, enjoy the process because <laughs> um, it is a process. Get consistent. You know, don't bite off more than you can chew or which I, I did, obviously. Well, we all, everybody does. I, um, I mean, I don't. I think you need to start off with a shorter distance. Get used to the trails. Get used to climbing. But just enjoy enjoy the process. I don't know. I do the races for the social part, and just to see where I'm at. If they. Just being out on the trails is just the best part about it all, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I, I you know, enjoy the process, listen, uh, all the all the cliches, listen to your body, blah, 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 you know? Um, but you got to be consistent. I, I got to get that, but golly, there's, there's some guy, who's I listened to? Mike Smith, this dude's done, he's 64 years old. He's done 200, 100, 200, 100 milers. Incredible. In like 23 years, 23 wow. years. Yeah. That's all he does though. I'll do like one every two or three weekends. It's like, does he, does he train at all? Or is he just show up? <laughs> just keep going, that? huh? Yeah. His training as the previous hundred. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you want to, I mean, so there's people like that. That's my point. There's people like that that just run ultras that don't probably really train that much. You know, they've they've got the nutrition down. They've got the moving part down because you can, obviously we all know you can run sub, what, 
is it 18 minute miles it's sub 30 it's is that 30 hours you mm -hmm. know i mean there's a lot of, i think there's a lot of courses a person could do that on and not have to train much and so if you want to do ultras, yeah, you could just just get that part figured out. Figure out how to hike fast and do something kind of simple. If you want to do the big stuff, I think you got to get consistent. I mean, big stuff meaning the technical and the big climbs and things like that, and and get and do some training. So I think there's there's two schools of thought, guys, or maybe more, but those are the ones I'm thinking of. Because there might be a day where I just say, "Fuck it, I'm just going to run 50 milers every couple of weeks and jog in between a little bit," you know, and not yeah. worry about it. That might that might be kind yeah. of fun. I mean get to a point in my life where we just travel because there are folks that do that you know they just travel from one race to another uh, i don't know i'm not a very good example of that i'm still i'm still trying to figure out ultra so I, okay. <laughs> aren't we all very good advice, yeah you know? um, i've met um lots of uh you know people that used to run when they were younger mostly uh marathoners and uh you know when the 50k has the cutoff you know like black hills has their cutoff for the 50ks the 50 miler and uh they'll just go walk that whole thing and i asked them why they choose us and they say well i can't run anymore but i want to be out on the trail all day so i'll just walk this 50k That's and then just like you said they travel and they go find these 50ks that have a 50 mile cutoff and they don't do any training in between they just go and walk it that could be me someday. I'm not, I'm not saying never to that. I could, I could be me someday. You know, my um, first, uh, like official official race was a 24 hour and there was an 85 year old man that came out and he walked the entire thing. And it was so cool. Like meeting him and talking to him, he's yep. done hundreds of ultras, but he can't run anymore. He's 85, but he That's got a 50, he got a 50 K I think maybe 35 miles or something in 24 yep. hours. He took a nap when he wanted to, and he just kept grinding <laughs> it out. And I'm just like, that. how inspiring is that? That's, that is, that's super inspiring. That's what I want to be when I grow up. You know, yeah, I just want to keep, I yeah, want to still yeah. be moving. I just want to be moving. That's the bottom line. And that's kind of, I guess, anybody older that wants to get into it, just keep moving, keep doing something, get, get consistent at it and, and expect it to suck. I mean, it's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the event itself is going to suck. The training sucks. I mean, sometimes you, you're, it's my recoveries are getting tougher and tougher. I'm, I'm sore more often. I rec I'm recovering fast, but I'm sore. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do some other maintenance roof on top of that, but that's just part of it. I don't, I don't really don't care about that because I can still walk and all my, no, no joints or anything like that are terrible yet. So. Yeah, but it's gonna suck. But it's it's a cool suck. <laughs> it's cool suck. for sure. Well, what kind of uh, what kind of gear are you using? Well, I always wear a hat. Um, now you know my last whenever I travel, especially I always like to um, wear something that represents the Black Hills. You know, I, I was wearing a Black Hills 100 hat for a few years, but it got kind of got, got gross. And then Mike opened up a store. He's got some cool hats, it says Black Hills Running Company. So now I'm wearing those on my big races. So you got to kind of, you know, pimp the local stuff. <laughs> uh, I always wear sunglasses. 
not very good with um, sunblock. I'm working my way down here. Um, shirts, I haven't got the shirt thing quite figured out. I like to cut off sleeve on the textures, cut off the sleeves on the tech shirts, you know. I don't know why. Uh, I'm thinking about, I'd like to try one of those rabbit shirts, maybe a long sleever. I'm waiting for Mike to get those. Are they nice? Are they nice? Oh, oh yeah. I got a bunch of want, them. Yeah, I want a long sleeve like that. The button uh, up or just the just the tech shirt? Just a tech shirt and no hoodie. I don't even want, I don't like hoodies. They're they they feel like butter. I mean, you can yeah. I I would be willing to say you could wear them year round. Well, I wear smart wool a lot, um, yeah. and I've got all the different um, thicknesses the way they measure them. Um, and I've worn those on some summer runs, the the real thin smart wool, and I really like it. But I'd like to try the rabbit. I'm, but I'm a big smart wool fan, so I've worn those in plenty of events and training and yeah. stuff. Um, the shorts, you guys probably I've listened to most of your podcasts. I don't think anybody has recommended these shorts yet. That's Lululemon. I never have tried any Lululemons. Have you heard of Lululemon? Yeah, no, I definitely have. Yeah. I just I've never tried yeah. them before. Yeah, I'm, I get, I'm a I'm a girl dad. For daughters, <laughs> so they kind of got me hooked on Lululemon. You know? Yeah, um, I wear a lot of their clothes. I've actually heard they have some really nice clothes. Oh, their clothes are incredible, and they last forever. I mean, they're yeah. spendy. Don't get me wrong, but oh, anything, well, yeah. anything good is spendy. Yeah. Um, but their shorts, the the way the liner fits me, I don't have to use any accessories for my really? long runs. There's mm. nothing. Yeah, it is incredible. Um, you got the pockets in the right spots. I really like those Lululemon shorts a lot. Um, of course, yeah. now I'm going to go run Black Hills and probably ch get my chafe to like <laughs> just Morgan. carry some squirrels with you. Carry some squirrels, but yeah. But I tell you what, that Lulu, those Lululemon shorts are fantastic. Um, I'm a smart wool socks person. Uh, I don't get any blisters since I've been wearing smart wool. You know, all kinds of different thicknesses. I like I like the this below the calf heights. Shoes. Uh, been wearing Hoka's quite a bit. Um, I think the traction's incredible. The Speed Goat specifically, which is a big selling shoe, everybody knows about it. But their last their last model kind of pissed me off. I'm not getting the miles out of them I normally do. I think their outer sole's kind of weak, and I've even told a few people that. I did buy a <laughs> pair of Speedlands. Did you? you guys are, I did the the GS Speedlands or whatever the, GS the, Lambs the Tam the Tam GS the ugly ugly orange ones. <laughs> I do. I like the color of them. I yeah, I knew you would. Yeah, you know I you I like would. the bright stuff. I'm not sure about the bright shoes. But How's the? Uh, you have you would. tried them out yet? Oh God, they're incredible. Are they amazing? How's the Boa system? Really good. Really, really good. I mean, I've. I've messed with it just a little bit. I mean, I tight, I cinch them down pretty good, but they're to me, they're like a cross between a because I wear ultras too. I just can't wear them for very long because I, I just I had some I think that's what caused my plantar fasciitis a couple of years ago, Justin's those damn really? ultras. But hmm. but I think I just jumped into them too fast too. But um to me they're kind of and I, I have topos. I like topos a lot. I got I got issues with shoes, fellas. I'm this is bad. Oh yeah, um, trust we me. We all do. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got tons. <laughs> um, but they're kind of like that 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 speed land to me is kind of like it's got the, the toe box of a topo or an ultra, but like the 
the comfort without being too soft of a speed goat. The speed goats to me aren't soft. Some people think they're soft, but I don't think they're soft because I've worn some soft shoes. But the, but the traction, believe it or not, Robbie, is even better than the speed goat. Oh, the wow. Speedland traction is incredible. And the way hmm. it reacts to the trail, I really like it so far. Really like it. They claim they get quite a few miles on those shoes. I... Well, it's certainly better because they're freaking expensive. Yep, they are up on a um, higher range. So I've got like 120 miles on them in a, in a, what, a couple of weeks. I mean, I don't wear them. I wear, I've worn them on all my big trail runs the last couple of weekends, you know, just to work them through. I, you know, um, and I don't know if it's because I'm getting fit, but my last couple of weeks, I run a couple of big back-to-backs and the next day my legs aren't sore. So I don't know if that's the shoes or if I'm in shape, but usually I'm just <laughs> a little bit sore, you know, Yeah. some stuff going on, but um, they haven't bugged my feet. I haven't any blisters. So, so far so good, but I really like that shoe. I'm actually thinking about ordering another pair just because I think they have limited production on them. And I'm yeah, afraid I think they, they are. Have some Cam Haynes has got a pretty cool pair. I don't know if you've seen his or not. No, but I like him. Yeah, <laughs> I, he, I, you, I don't know I, if you know, but he got sponsored by him. I did. I, I heard that podcast. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's I saw the cool. shoes. It looks like they got like splattered with blood on the side of them. They look really cool. See, I knew he was that, but I was, I, I listened to that episode rather than seeing it. So now I'm going to yeah. have to go find it. Yeah. yeah. The, the, go look at the shoes. The shoes look really cool. Oh, You'll probably God. order a pair of those as opposed to the orange ones. You probably like those. I don't think you can. I think those are like they what do they call those commission shoes where the only those yeah, they're only his. they're just one off show. Uh, yeah. I was so, gonna say if they sold uh, those, maybe, it'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's a beast. Yeah, he is we met him last year out at uh Crazy Mountain. Uh, Crazy Mountain. Yeah. That would be a race you would probably like. I I regret well, I don't, I mean, I really wanted to run Black Hills again for a couple of reasons it's in our backyard, support those guys. And I just wanted to keep it cheap this year um, and to get another hundred miler in there just for the experience. Um, but crazy was, I should do that. That's not too tough to get to. That's a tough and course a long, though. Yeah. And it's a hard course. So you, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I paced a marathon of it and I got like 12 or 15,000 feet of climb in the marathon. I was like, what Crazy. is going on here? Yeah, that looks fun. Um, but, well, who is somebody um, in your network, one of your buddies, one of your, you know, someone that is an old running companion that might have some cool stories that would be a, a fun guest to come on the podcast? Well, <clears throat> the first person I think of, um, and I met him in 1979. He's he's one of those um, college guys that basically took me under his wing that summer before my senior year in high school. And uh, it just just the way his the way he treats people, the way he cares about people, and he's still running. I mean, he's got a 50 year running career. He's wrote a book. Uh, you guys know him. His name is Brian Harms. Um, and Brian just recently got into this crazy shit too. You know, he's been running a long time, but I think I'm the one that got him on the trails about six years ago on a win. <laughs> and he cussed me for about six months after that. But, um, <laughs> but that Brian Harms for sure. He's there's Brian doesn't have a bad thing to say about anybody. And I know that nobody has a bad thing to say about Brian. So, um, and he has some incredible stories. Uh, yeah, secondly, I think, uh, 
go ahead sorry oh uh, we we just we have a special spot we already designated for brian okay uh, yeah I, Aaron, I was hoping i, I'd be the I don't know if brian wants to announce it or not but i'm announcing it for you brian but brian's running the uh the black hills 100 this year so we're gonna have him on after his first 100 miler how how old is brian i, I forget yeah uh, he's gonna be like 64 i think he should so, be 64 64 running his yeah. first hundred so yeah such an yeah that's yeah. inspiring he, so he'll yeah. finish it yeah it is oh no yeah. doubt no doubt he'll finish it he's a he's a very smart runner and listens to himself i mean he's to be to be what he's what he's been doing it for well he's he's freaking old and he's been doing it for 50 years, <laughs> for 50 years. So, he knows that um at least i took a break for a while he's i, I don't think he's ever taken a break so that's pretty <laughs> pretty cool and then my next one, which I've only known this guy a year. His name's Lance Smith. You guys um, met him last year. Oh, at the yeah, yeah. Summits. Lance is a, talk about his inspiration. He's, he's on a whole nother universe. Uh, he, he documents just about all the crazy. We've done a couple of really cool, cool things together. And he's done numerous others besides that. He documents them all on YouTube. You know, and he's very good at it. Uh, but he also just gives back to the community in, in just different ways. There's days of the week when he doesn't really feel like running, or when he does run, he's picking up trash the whole time. I mean, he mm -hmm. carries a trash bag around with him in his neighborhood. I mean, he's just he's cool about that. He's uh, he's raised some, he's done some events to raise money for mental health and things like that. Um, just on a whim, created these cool events. I mean, Lance is just a very special person and, and a great and a great runner too he's yeah he's performed very well in the, in the few events he's done but he's he just gives back so much and, and uh, yeah his his youtube videos are hilarious the one oh, last year when yeah when yeah. he was they went out and found all the american flag attire and wore it during the black hills <laughs> yep yep that's lance yep i don't know if you watched the one we did in the badlands that was kind of cool oh i didn't see that one no yeah um he he wants to do a, a monument to monument. So, and we're talking, and basically run from Crazy Horse to Mount Rushmore. Okay. And he's got it all mapped out. We just got to figure out a way to sneak into Crazy Horse won't let us on their property to get started. So we might have to tie it in. And, but then create an F, FKT on it, you know, because he does oh, a lot of FKT neat. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. And then we talk about in an infinity, in an infinity loop up at, I've already got a 50k loop up at Black Elk, but he wants to do like a, an infinity where it just never stops. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, he's 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 really a, a great character, so and a wonderful person. But yeah, we'll definitely yeah. have to have him. I added him to the list, so we'll we'll throw him on there. Okay. But, yeah, well, Mike, thanks fun. for coming on. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. No, you thank you guys. Stories. I, I appreciate what you guys do. I mean. I I I've really enjoyed listening to your stuff because you're all over the board. Um, what well, I think one of my favorite podcasts for you guys, you believe it or not, is that that young kid. Isn't it? Was his name Reigns, the the rodeo kid? Oh yeah. How yeah. refreshing was he? How refreshing yeah. was he? <laughs> that was oh, cool. Man. Yeah. We we try to we try to vary it up as as much as we can. We yeah. We got some we got some good guests coming up that have good. done some some cool stuff. So. Yeah. But. Well, yeah, we, awesome, we appreciate it. Um, what 
Uh, we'll give you a second to shout out whoever you want to shout out and where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Strava. That's about it. I guess I am on Facebook, but I don't do a lot, a lot of running stuff on there. Basically Strava. Yeah. Okay. Not real. And that's just Mike Bent on Strava? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, shout out to you guys. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for keep, keeping the community close because it gets, you know, you kind of got to get off and do your own things a little bit. I think that's why I like running as much as I do because it's just, it's, it's my little escape from reality. So it's nice to still know there's other folks out there, you know, <laughs> for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks again. I appreciate it. Thanks, yeah, thanks Mike. Thank you, Mike. See you.